All right, we're live here. Let me get my my phones over here set up. Um, let me get set up here for a second. Uh, it's all right. All right. Um, how's it going, everybody? You got your host here, Warrior Mindset Motivation, Eric Castillo. I'm here. I got a another friend of mine. Um, he was actually uh with uh he's a good friend of Lewis's, my best friend. And I wanted to bring him on here because this guy here, he's 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 gone up and down, just like just like some of some of us also. So he has a real important, uh, impactful story, and he's also a Purple Heart recipient. And that's not something to I brag about. It's it's more of acknowledging uh, what he's done for his, this country and the sacrifice he made in getting that. And those things don't come lightly, and those things come with scars. And they, they come with second and third order effects when, when you receive a Purple Heart. Uh, his name's Derek Pickney. He has uh, his own uh, fitness uh, entrepreneurship business. He's getting going. And like I told him here not too long ago, um, I wore the, the short sleeve shirt to try to represent his, you know, show mm -hmm. support for his business to try, to try to fit the bill there. Not buff like him. I don't lift three, four, five hundred pounds. But uh, still, it's a... Uh, it's still, I do my best, you know, with my injuries. So go ahead, uh, Derek, give these guys a, a little background about you and everything and let these people know who you are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like Eric said, my name is Derek Pinkney. Uh, married, three daughters, uh, two grandkids, and uh, two godkids. So I'm, uh, I'm blessed. Uh, combat veteran, Purple Heart recipient. Uh, I uh, struggle with PTSD, and I have a traumatic brain injury. Uh, I'm the owner of Warrior Genetics Lab and the creator slash, I guess, operator of Warrior Strength Project, um, which is like a, a fitness-type environment for veterans and first responders, um, like a fellowship-type area. Um, uh that's pretty much all I can say real quick and proper, you know. Right. You know, straight to the so point. Like, uh, I'm, just, I'm an everyday person. Yeah. So I know what we did some time together. How long did you uh, serve in the Army and how, how what, what went on during that time? Uh, say that again. You were breaking up. Oh, um, how long did you serve in the Army for? But I did, I, actually, I, w I started in the National Guard in 91, and I went uh, active in 99. Uh, total was uh, 15 years when I got out after I got my injury. They did, you know, one of those total years in service and everything. And so I came up with 15 years. Um, got out as a E6 staff sergeant, uh, which is a rank I love because, you know, it, that's a rank to where, you know, you actually – Actually, you have control of the unit, you know. You're, you're there on the ground training and everything. You know how I was with my with my section I had. Mm -hmm. I remember, yeah. Like, it's like there's that there's like a difference from when you go from staff sergeant to sergeant first class, and I saw it when I got sergeant first class. It's like you, you're involved, but you're not as involved anymore because you're, now you're, you're involved for more versus just your small group. So, like, it's – Yeah, it's exactly. A, yeah. Yeah, staff sergeant – there's like that sweet spot where you, you have that direct impact, you know, with, with a specific yeah. squad. Um, yeah. And I, and I know I love we, that. And it, it's always a passion is when you see people, uh, you know, or even yourself, when you get to see some uh, soldier that you get brand new, doesn't know anything. And then you can actually mold them and transform them into something so badass. Like, uh, yeah. they, I think that's just incredible. And, and it's all because of you. So, and then and really, if you think about it, like, if that soldier is slacking or failing, it's because you're failing them. You're failing that yeah. soldier because you're not teaching them. You're not showing them. And because oh, I yeah. always I, those... go ahead. Uh, I'm like I always tell, uh, even though you know Alice and Philpot had other issues involved in their life, but I always tell them too. I'm so proud of them, man. You know, uh, Alice, you know, got his own unit. Uh, Phil Pot retired uh, E7 promotable. Uh, he was E7, but he was also promotable. And I'm like, being that I was a part of some of their military careers, even their personal life, you know, I'm like real proud of them, man. Right. That's that's awesome. Uh, 
And mm-hmm. yeah, I know Lewis, he's doing good things. He's getting ready to retire also. He got his diamond, which is yep. pretty good. I know which is hard for your guys' job to get one of those. Um, yeah. So I, I was super proud of him for that one. Um, so when you were in, how many uh, how many deployments did you did you do? Was it just the one or was there more? No, I actually had three. Uh, the first one was actually a peacekeeping mission. It was uh, S-47. That was in Bosnia uh, during that time uh, when they had a genocide going on. Um, the second one was Afghanistan with 3321. Uh, now, that was a pretty – that was pretty wild. Um, blessing that we all came out of that. You know, it was successful being that we all came back alive, but it was a pretty wild deployment. And of course, the the last one, which was in Iraq, that ended my career. Right. Uh, I know that's unfortunate. I I tell people about the, the I even tell my fiance about the 2003. You know, with the SF guys, that was just I don't even know. That was just crazy. All that was just wild. Like it was just weird. Yes. Like, <laughs> to get there and just everything changes, and you're like, what the hell? Like this is what we we're supposed to do? Like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when I tell people the story of Afghanistan, they were like, but you're artillery. I was like, not there. We wasn't. Hell I was no. like, the stuff you see in movies, that's what we actually did, you know. And they couldn't yeah, believe like, it. Uh, yeah. I remember, um, I remember, uh, I don't know if you remember Keo Cham. Yeah. Uh, he actually had a picture. I found it. I don't know if it was on Facebook or one of my things where the when we were in our PRT in Kandahar, there's a mud wall on the right. There's a blood stain on the wall dried that one of the yeah. SF guys did. And I remember witnessing that and I was like, oh my. And then like, <laughs> a month later, it's, it's still there. And I was like, dude, the stain is still there. Like, what the, what is happening? Like, <laughs> like it's, it, it didn't rain forever. Why is it still on the wall? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. It's like, I tell, but it's like, I tell people though, like as crazy as it was, I learned how to be a soldier. Those, that, that seventh group, they, they taught us a lot, you know, yeah. like they showed us so much that like I attribute yeah. like all my other deployments and training on how I acted in conduct was because of them. Yeah, you know, they, it sure was. Yeah, it was a very yeah. successful deployment. It, it was just. It, it turned out it was, when I mean wild, I mean that in a, uh, like a positive way, like it, it was like the movies, but it was it was real, you know. You know, mm-hmm. we actually did, we we was way out of our MOS, you know. We was yeah. mainly like the the controllers of Kandahar City, you know. Like, yeah. whatever and happens like, in Kandahar, yeah. Yeah, we, we ran it. And it's like, and for those who are listening or watching that don't really understand, think of your current job right now. Say you're an electrician, right? You've done electrician, electricity work for, let's say, 10 years. And then someone pulls you and says, hey, you're going to go be a plumber or an architect. You're going to be like, wait, I, I don't do that. Well, tough. That's what you're doing. Yeah. And you have to figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um, and that, that's what happened with us. Was it, yeah. But it was great because, like, that's why they say, like, the artillery is the jack of all trades. Like, and the, the little saying that I kind of adopted and took, later with me is like, you know, I can learn your job in two weeks, but it'll take you two months to learn mine. You yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, that's what I always say. And I kind of tote that when I run into my infantry buddies and I was like, dude, I already <laughs> did your job. Go away. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. then now, um, the Iraq one, I know you had some stuff there and I know that ended your career. So if you're comfortable, uh, kind of what, what went down during that time, uh, if you want to share some of those events here with, with the audience. Oh yeah. I have no, yeah. I have no problem talking about it. And, uh, and to the audience, um, if you ever see any of my posts, you know that I don't have no problem telling anybody, none of my issues, my struggles. It's because that's the only way we could get it out. Um, I call it demons and, um, you got, you got to actually come to side with, with your demons live within it. And, uh, just go with it. So I, I never have a problem talking about it. But um, it actually started, man. Uh, and I'm going to make it short. But I, I have to say the beginning because you're going to understand this. Uh, it started September 11th. Mm-hmm. It was September 11th, 2006. And the reason why I say it started that is because we went into a high 
secure mode because September 11th. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, the NCOs is going to, you know, we're going to put our point in, hey, these guys are not going to do nothing. I mean, September 11th, we're going over uh, five years, four years. Trust me, they know our, our you know, uh, security is high. So we still did, man. We shut down Baghdad. Nobody could move, this and that. Um, and we opened it back up on, I think it was the midnight of the 12th. By that time, every checkpoint had so much traffic backed up because of what was going on. And that's when everything started. Um, a lot of dump trucks came in. Dump trucks started disappearing. Um, I mean, it, it was just wild. And uh, on the 14th, uh, the crazy thing is, man, is I was off shift, so I was sleeping. And I heard one of my uh, my peers, his name is Sergeant Dunbar, said that uh, I never saw that truck before. So I jumped up out of my sleep, and I looked. I said, oh, that's all the dumb bar. He got it. Boom. Went back to sleep. And I mean, like, a split second. Uh, it, it sounded like um, when somebody – just imagine, you know, to the listeners, if you put a shotgun with a slug up against a door and pull the trigger, that, that solid thump is what I heard. And that's what it sounded like. It sounded like a shotgun. Like it was right by my ears and was solid against something. And when my when I opened up my eyes, that's when I saw the flames. And then I got knocked out. And real quick, I came back and then I got hit in the face. I got knocked out again. Mm-hmm. So, um, and by that time, you know the the roof caved in. Uh, it, it was real. It was a whole bunch of stuff, but the roof caved in. Another one of my peers uh, was yelling, and uh, I saw him. I got up, and when I got up, the the, rock, the roof was literally around my legs, man. It, it was weird. It, it was a pure blessing, man. The roof was around my legs, and it landed on the side. So I had to climb out of my bed and climb up. And the, the scene was just it, – it was crazy because it was like bodies all over the floor. Bodies was everywhere stretched out. And – Mentally, I was like, okay, you know, I can't get my weapon because my weapon under the, the rummage. Uh, the NCO that got me up, he doesn't have a weapon in his hand. So I'm like, literally, I was in a gave up mode. I was done because I didn't know what was going on. I was done. You know, I was sleeping. This guy, this happened. And uh, I got up and when I went outside, I saw a lot of people, you know, the Bradleys and Humvees was burning. And uh, I was looking for Alisay, but I, I couldn't find him. So I was like, you know, the worst, the worst. Yeah. So they, so I went and I, I sat somewhere and Alisay came there. And the first thing he said, man, and I couldn't believe it. He was like, man, I had your laptop and, and it got destroyed. I was watching a movie and I was like, <laughs> bro, are you serious? And I just started laughing, man. I was like, and I, you know, I remember looking at him like, God, I'm so glad you're safe, man. I was like, you serious? And he said, I'll be right back to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was like, I was like, dude, you know, I was like, wow. I said, I was, man, I was so happy. I was, because Alice is like my little brother, man. I mean, seriously, seriously. Yeah. Like, I mean, like my kids called him Uncle Alice. You know, him and Phil Pot was Uncle Alice or Uncle Phil Pot. So, um, from that point, you know, it, it wasn't over, you know. I got up to go do my NCO duties, you know, because uh, I don't know what's, you know, I don't know that I'm injured. So I just got up to right. go do my NCO duties. And um, one of the NCOs, I was like, hey, what you need me to do? And he looked at me in the face and he was like, just sit right here by this weapon. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, you know who you're talking to? I mean, the <laughs> I mean, you you gotta ask, dude. The way we trained in three three two one, you remember how I trained my section? That's yeah. how we trained there. How we was in oh. Afghanistan. So I was like, "Are you for real?" I said, "Okay then." And I was like, and I just start, you know, the brat, all the ammo in the Bradley started going off. So I was like, "Okay, we getting attacked back there." So when I went, the medic grabbed me and sat me down, and I'm like, "What is going on?" And he looked at me in my face, and he 
popped my eye open, and he was like, you see this? And I just saw a dot. I said, I just a dot. I said, but I'm good. And um, one thing I cannot forget, man, and I started replaying the medevac. Because you know, you always get trained. You always get, we always got taught where to sit the, uh, the KIAs, the, yeah. someone who's missing a, and I started replaying it. And the reason why I replayed that whole thing, because it was two, it was a feet laying between my legs where he sat me at. And when I looked up, it was one of the young soldiers, PFC, but he would, mm. you know, he was dead. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm like, what is really going on? Like, why did he sit me here? Cause yeah. I, I thought it was in an out of body, you know, moment, you know, and then I looked to the side and that's the one of the soldiers they were trying to bring back to life, but I still did not know what was going on, you know, until they medevaced us to, uh, Baghdad. And, uh, that's when they said everything that happened. Uh, just like Alice probably said, it was a dump truck with a minimum of 250 pounds of C4. Um, had like rocks and everything in the back. Uh, the the truck was disintegrating. I mean, it was nothing there, you know. But uh, I think the actual, you know, when I tell people that story, it's the actual terror started, of course, when I got home, when I got back to America, believe it or not. Uh, that's when everything started. That's when, because you know you're 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 violently removed from when you're violent. And when I mean by violent, I mean like not properly removed from combat and um, brought back to where a place where you're supposed to be safe, where you're called home. And when you click on the news, you see so much crime. You go back into a um, like combat mode in the area where you're not supposed to be. It took me, ah, man, I got home in 2007. I didn't start talking about this about 2015. Yeah. I, I, everything, all my demons and terror was pitting to the gym. Yeah, it was pitting right. to the gym. And that's uh, uh, accomplishing goals, uh, sometimes causing injury to myself. You know, it, it was straight. Uh, the gym. That's that's all. You know, I had my family, but my my balance was the gym. You know, right. and um, but 2015 is when I actually started using using the demons and using all of that stuff to help other people. You know, right. So from that time, from when you got out to 2015, what what was what was going on during that time? Because it set it. You know like any of us who come out, there's, there's some hurdles and there's some dark times and there's, you know, some ups and then some extreme downs. So like, how, how was that chunk of time for you before? And what, what was the clicking point that finally made you in 2015 say, Hey, I need to talk about my stuff. I need to get this out here and start helping. What, what was, what was, how was that from when you got out to 2015 and yeah. then the shift and the click to start talking about it? Well, um, seriously, uh, when I came back to America, I um, knew I needed to get back working because I, I'm married. I had three daughters. I know I'll be because I got here in February and I retired in April. So I was like, I got to get back into uh, some type of income before this end. But I was still injured. So uh, I went and I did temp work. Uh, Matter of fact, where I'm working at now is where I started as a temp, you know. But the 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 struggle was uh, how, how can I say this? It was um it was like stuff that little things that to me was ignorant. It it like triggered uh like an anger, like an anger. I mean it could be the littlest thing, man. It could be somebody like coming up to the turn, make a right turn, and just hit their brakes and turn. I mean, I would like uh, completely like just go go out of it. I never acted on anything, but it just, I was living with anger, and at the end, truthfully, that the anger had me feeling powerful, because um, I feel I was always one step ahead of the average person. You know, just, just knowing the, the training, 
the anxiety, the, the edge I had, I, I used it for that. And, you know, with the blessings, you know, nothing that I never had to, to act out uh, or anything like that. Um, so, you know, it's a long time when you, just like I said, from 2007 to, to 2015. And the reason why I said 2007, because I got injured in 2006, is because reality didn't kick in until I um, ACAT. You know, it, it took me a while to re actually realize my eye is gone and I got a brain injury, you know, mm -hmm. and and um, that is not, you know, is not going to recover. You know, I got two things that's not, I'm not getting my eye back and my right front and lobe is not going to, you know, heal up like it used to be. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I, well, I was going in and out for a long time. I mean, I will fall into a depression and don't even know it. My my kids are telling me, hey, you're taking your medicine, this and that, but it wasn't a medicine. It just, it was like a, it was just like a, um, a, a light switch. It had just come on and boom, I'm in a depression. Six months, man. And I mean, I don't mean like one day, like wake up and you're like, uh, I'm depressed. I'll wake up, go to work, and it's already happening. And I mean, minimum, probably two months, max six months until uh like my wife or kids to say something like you're mean or this and that and then i snap out of it and try to figure out what's going on that all the way up to 2015 right and um and, it's, and that's that's the thing too it's like being in that zone you don't even know you're in that zone no and then I, when no, someone tries to and when someone tries to point it out you're like no no i'm not shut up like no i'm not even in that zone yeah. what's wrong with you you know you and then you get defensive you know yeah, and, and, and that's what I used to lot. do with my kids. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, I didn't get like um, I got defensive, but not like aggressive defensive. You know, that's my family. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just being normal. And then you know, I catch myself like at work, just like like boiled, you know, for no reason. And and I'll put myself two steps ahead of whatever scenario was going on. It could be something just fun, man. I'll put myself. In a bad scenario, but two steps ahead. Like, what if that happened? So now I'm two steps ahead, you know. And, and I, do that I was, too. So I wasn't you're, having you're fun. Not the only one. I, I do oh, that yeah. still. Oh yeah. yeah, I do that still. Like even even something as simple as like grabbing my phone and going to the couch. Okay, well if I do this and if I fall, I can roll this way. I can, you know, I come up with stuff. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, things. yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. But it, yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. But it'll be like. People will be around. I'll be at Walmart, and I'm like, okay, if that dude there. And I mean, I'm like, it, it was bad. But, um, but yeah, that's how it was from 2007 to 2015. Now, uh, it, it never got better because I still do that. But I just got control, and I started um, living with it. And what I mean living with it is understanding that it's there. Like, if someone tell me, hey, you're, man, you're on edge. Okay, man, let me figure out what got me there. You know, like that. So I'm still living with it. I, I'm actually surviving. I'm not a survivor, you know. And um, but uh, in 2015, uh, I was telling my wife, I was man, I need to start my own business so I can leave for my kids. And she said, uh, why don't you just put your name or something, you know? And I was like, yeah, I said, I'm not to do that. And then the next day, I started searching it, you know, creating Warrior Genetics Lab. I got with Alice and all the other guys who was in the explosion. And uh, the big change was changed when my uncle Rock came back into my he was always in my life, but now this is like an everyday thing. You know, he was like in my face every day. And he was like, Hey man, um, I want to work out with you. Let let me show you some stuff. He was like, You're big now, but I could turn you into a monster. So we just start, and you know, and, and while you're with your uncle, someone you love, they start mentoring you about life and everything. And yeah. he was the one that got me into the understanding the PTSD thing, because that's what he was doing. He would be up all night taking calls from people just to talk to, talk to them. He wasn't certified or anything. He was just a good person that could listen. You know, he would listen mm -hmm. and stuff, from, you know, some of the stuff he'd been through. So, um... And I think that's why I got back in touch with Alice, and that's when they were doing the 22 push-ups. Was it 22 push-ups a day? Yeah. 
about 2015. I think 22 push-ups, 22 a day for the 22 veterans, something like that. Yeah. And I started doing that, and then that's when do, that's when it clicked back that I need to get back doing things like that, like the leadership training type stuff. Pit, positively put myself back into the military role, but involving veterans. You know, you know, and um, and that's what I did from there. I actually created uh, before my business even got uh, all the way out there. I did a thing called Pitch for Rehab, and what I did it was a strongman event, and all the funds went to sending soldiers, a soldier, active or um, veteran, to the hyperbaric chamber, and I did that for three years. Yeah, could hyperbaric. Well, matter of fact, I'll, I'll go back a little bit more. Well, my uncle passed away in August that same year, 2016. So now everything just back happening again. You know, someone I love passed away, and I saw him every day. And, I mean, I was taking him to his appointments, and I was at a, a powerlifting meet, and one of the, the, the massage therapists there was like, hey, come by, the, come by my shop. So I went by there and it had this this is chamber man, it looked like a it looked like a casket, but it was uh glass. And the lady said, uh, man, they showed me your video, you know, you do power lifting. I think we can get you inside that. And she it was the hyperbaric chamber. And uh they put me into the program, Mission 22 paid for it, and then that's when they find out, okay, this guy got PTSD, he had traumatic brain injury. This is gonna work on his behalf, not just because he is a power lifter. But now we can see what this machine really do. And um, it was for 40 days. It's called a dive. It's just like deep sea, deep sea diving. And I went through um, positive therapy. And what I mean by that is when I went to speak to a social worker, nothing about the war ever came up. It was always about my grandson and my business and my family. So it, it kept me positive. And when it was over, I felt new. So I said, I need to give this back. You know, I need to tell people about this. I need to send someone here to get to feel what I feel. And, and that's what Pitch for Rehab, Pitch for Rehab was created to do. Uh, I did that for three years and then uh, I stopped it for some other reasons. And then I started the Warrior Strength Project is what I, I'm doing now. And uh, what that is about is just a minimum of two hours, probably the max three hours. Uh, once every other month, get together with some first responders, veterans, nurses, whoever, and I show them what I do as a strong man and as a powerlifter, and I teach it to them. And the 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 goal is that someone get get fitness, you know, get that trigger to get that fitness back in their life. Because fitness is a big thing when it comes to depression, PTSD. No matter what, you put you put some fitness in your life, it will change you. You know, and uh, now I'm going, you know, we're going to our second, our second, how would you call it, like event of Warrior Strength Project. Um, the first one was successful. I only had like probably 10 people there, but three out of the 10, three people said that they benefited from it and they're coming back. So that was a success. You know, as long as you touch one, it eventually will carry out. Right. It is, as long as it, everything starts somewhere, you know, like. Every yeah. every organization program like Mission Twenty Two, who I had come on the show a couple weeks ago, uh, it, it all starts somewhere. Everything starts somewhere with, and it's it's just a an idea and a dream, and it's just you just have to push it. And the only way it's going to be successful is if you push it. You have to push the dream, yeah. Because because then if someone else makes that dream happen, your whole idea and concept but has a different name. No no fault to them or ill intention toward them. They just pursued that goal that you wanted. So now you have yeah, to work exactly. that much harder to make it different. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yep. So it's like, and, and that, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. It's like, I, I never really saw myself as an entrepreneur until I got with uh, Rachel and she was an entrepreneur. She has like three businesses. So like, I was like, dang, I was like, well, I, I want to do that too. So I've started learning entrepreneurship and, then that's that's the that's the the line I'm about to start taking, and I'm I'm, I'm transitioning yeah. that way to start doing that because and what helped me realize with that and entrepreneurship was when when COVID happened because I work at Intel uh, here in Oregon, the computer company, 
Okay. Um, when COVID happened, they sent all the engineers home. All the engineers got to go home saying that they, you know, they were uh, not essential and that I was essential. And I was like, okay, so if I'm essential, like, but they're doing the same thing I'm doing and I have health conditions, why can't I go home? Why can't I work from home? Yeah. Oh, because, you know, yeah. and then I got all this like laundry list of reasons and then they tried to do it and gave me a computer that didn't work and things like that. And it was just a mess. And, and it's like now that they got good systems in place at, at my work now, but it's like that that's what opened my eyes to be like, okay, so even like right now, and no, the CEO, no fault to him. Um, he didn't start the company. He's just CEO now, but it's like, he's there. This will don't even go into work. Probably like he's probably yeah. at his house sending emails, just like these damn engineers, you know, yeah. it's like, I, know. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't want to be someone's employee no more. I want to be my own boss. I yeah. want to, if I don't want to work today, I don't have to work today. You know, like I yeah. can go to my appointments and then just reschedule all my appointments, you know, like, cause I don't feel yeah. like doing them, you know, and yeah. you can't really do that uh, when you work for a company. Now I'm not saying that it's bad to work for a company at all. Like if you want to do oh, that, no, no. you know, that's some people like doing that. Some people love where they work and don't get me wrong. Intel is a great company. And if it wasn't for the team that I work with, on on shift five um i probably wouldn't be there for so long because it's such a good group of guys there's two veterans on there and when the three of us end up working together we get so much stuff done you know yeah. like when they partner us together because we all have that same ethic and that same work mentality uh on how to how to get things done and how to do it quickly and efficiently because that's what the military shows us you know yeah exactly and so now with uh, Warrior Lab and Genetics, like how how I know you went through some rebranding things. How what happened there? I know I, when I was reading your bio, you started something and then it kind of and it kind of fell, and then you had to like bring it back. What 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 went on there? Well, the first one was actually Genetic Push Supplements. Uh, that actually didn't it didn't fail. Genetic Push Supplement put Genetic Push Supplements was built off a of drop shipping, so I was selling. But if you understand drop shipping, you're you you if, if something costs fifty, uh you sell it to the customer for fifty plus tax, and it is up to what the manufacturer sells it to you for. So he can say, Okay, that product is forty five dollars. So you're only getting five dollars and you're doing all the work. You're doing the website, uh the accounting, making sure that the manufacturer got it so you could keep it on your website. So I was like, ah, oh, nah, you know, this is, you know, becoming a headache, you know. So that's when I just stopped that. Uh, but that was all supplements. And uh, Warrior Genetics Lab actually had knee wraps. We had sleeves and um, some other stuff that we got involved in there. But actually for 2021, I'm going to have to pull back that, pull that back and uh, focus on my family. Uh, 20, 2020 was sort of a rough year, so I'm going to have to, like, put a halt on Warrior Genetics Lab for a while and just focus mainly on my family, uh, my wife, kids, my grandkids and god kids, cousins and everybody, and, and, like, rethink it and bring it back. Right. And this is, yeah. I'm taking all these, these good notes here, and, uh, you do it. I like I like how you're going with the with the fitness and and things because you no know, when you talk to a lot of soldiers, fitness is like one of the main things that they do. Not yeah. for everybody, but like the main thing that like uh, we will invest ourselves in and we will dive ourselves in um, because it's that form of release. It releases those toxins and those endorphins when you trying to lift something and you you're like struggling, but like yeah. and even at the moment uh, the probably don't even realize that as you're struggling to push up, you're releasing stuff, you know? And yeah, like, exactly. You know, you're, you're, you're getting all that out and you're just like, yeah, you, and even if you don't get the bar up, you know, like even if you don't, you still release stuff. And now, yeah. like, now instead of being obsessed about what happened and trauma, now you're just like pissed off because you couldn't get the bar up, you know? <laughs> so and you're going to work on, yeah. And you're going to work on getting the bar up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now, yeah. now you're taking all your energy and you're focusing on the damn bar or something or trying to get stronger to do the deadlifts or the power lifts or something because you can't stand up straight or you can't get it over your head. And now you're like, fuck, 
now you get now it's a whole different anger, but it's a healthy anger though because now it's a self improvement of of yes, anger. Yes, exactly, exactly. If yeah. you ever want to get some, if you ever want, if you always have issues accomplishing goals and and you just want to accomplish one goal that to kickstart everything, go to the gym. Go to the yep. gym. It could be moving, going from two twenty five to three hundred fifty pound bench. That's possible. Anything you could put in your mind is possible. And, and I mean anything, man. You got guys who's 200 pounds who's squatting uh, mid-600s. You know, it, right. it, it, the, the gym, you, you are a lot. If you plan, and not just the gym, uh, any type of fitness, if you plan it successfully, you will accomplish the goals. It'll be small goals, and you can see yourself accomplishing it. You see changes in your attitude, your your parents, and everything. Right, and, and I know one of the big things I typically hear and always hear is like, "Well, I don't know how to work out. I don't know how to." I was like, "Well, you, you don't need to know. If you go to the gym, yeah, you can start with the machines. There's instructions on the damn machines because it, they have to put that yep. there. It's required by law, so you can't yeah. even say you don't know how to do it. And even me, when I yeah. started working out, I didn't know how to do some stuff, so I watched people." Okay, what's he doing? Okay, so that's how he does yeah. that exercise. And then I would do something else, you know, or make it look like I was stretching so I didn't look like a stalker or a creep or anything. But I would watch what they're doing <laughs> and I'd watch them and I go, okay, you know what? I'm doing that next when he's done. And then I'll go up to him and, or her and be like, hey, are you almost done here? Oh, yeah, I got one more rep. Okay, cool. Now that just bought me a way to sit there and watch them learn how to do an exercise yeah. that I didn't know how yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, man, you got so yeah. much. It's so much, uh, like serious powerlifters, uh, strongmen, like my, even people like myself. I'm not a pro yet, but, but I'm 46, and truthfully, man, probably about five years ago, man, I started to bench properly. You know, so all the, I mean, it, it's on it, when you do any type of fitness, it's a constant, um. Uh, Oh, I lost you. There you go. You there? Yeah. Okay. You were saying you said constantly evolve and then it kind of cut out. Oh, yeah. You, you know, when you're doing fitness, you, you as long as you listen, you know, as long as you listen to people, understand and listen to your body, you're going to realize you're constantly learning something, you know, it's it just like walking or riding a bike, you know, you're going to have doctors tell you, hey, man, you're actually not walking properly, you know, dude, I've been walking for years, bro. now you're not walking right, you know, right. that's the way it is, running, hey, bro, you're not running properly, you're not even breathing right, you know, it, it's, it, it's one of the things I think everybody should do, I, I, I mean, I used to tell people, just when a commercial come on, get out and walk to the mailbox, then walk back. If the commercial don't walk back to mailbox and walk back, you, you got to become active, you know. And eventually, the body gonna want it, and then you're gonna you're gonna become happy. Believe it or not, you know it, yeah. it sounds crazy, like lifting all that stuff, but it, you feel good, right? And then even now, like even if people have like the whole social antisocial anxiety and things, you don't even have to go to the gym. They got at home gym stuff now, nope. like with instructions. There's YouTube. Yeah. There's Instagram people who post workouts on there. There's like TRX. There's a uh, the yeah. resistance bands that you can literally work it's out a your bunch, entire man. body. Yeah, and you don't even need the gym. You can use your body strength to work out your whole body. You know that's that's yeah. where this is the, the age of information. Yeah. And all that stuff is at your fingertips. You just have to go look and type it in. How do yeah. I work out my whole body with no weights? Look yep. at all the results that come up. You know it's endless. Yeah. It's a bunch, man. Yeah. It's a bunch. You yeah. really, the gym right now is probably just a, a out. I guess if you want the, the fellowship, because you can do everything home. I mean, yeah. you can even use bands, uh, body weight. It's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff you can do at home now. Yeah, and I think yeah. and it's like, and I see the gym. I think it's just more there for the people who are more nostalgic and for those who maybe they don't have access or they yeah. or maybe just the home stuff isn't enough. You know, like the, maybe the TRX yeah. or the bands. It's just not enough for them. So they need that extra weight and the gym supplies that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, 
No, but I, I'm, I'm glad that, that, you know, you got this going up. And I look forward to uh, all the stuff you got coming up with the Warrior Lab Genetics. Um, I took a peek at, you, at your stuff. It's kind of neat. Um, I, may, I may get something there, too, you know. I mean, I'm not no, uh, no, no fitness guy. But, you know, I, I stay trimmed. I still am <laughs> trimmed. I'm under 200 pounds still. And I'm 38 years old, so I'm doing something right, you know. Like I have a decent figure. Oh yeah. Know? So it's like, well, my figure. Is <laughs> I got the got the little belly dad bod, you know. But that's good because I have to do insulin shots, and I I, I don't want to be injecting into muscle, so I need a little bit of fat right there. So don't hold it against me, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, as as we start to uh, wrap this one up here, um. I know I always like to leave a closing statement um, from the guest speaker who comes on my show for veterans. Like if there's a message that if they don't get anything from this, like if they just didn't get nothing and for some weird reason they go to just the end of this, what what do you want to tell them? They have to worry up. You have to be responsible for you. Um, Any way you put it, uh, if you're a veteran, if you're a first responder, you chose to be in the uh, environment you're in. Uh, for us veterans, we signed up to go in the military knowing it could be war. Um, first responders are the same. Uh, you sign up to be the police officer or this and that. So when you get to these points where there's PTSD involved and night terrors and, and anger, you can't expect uh, America to save you or bring you out. You have to worry up and bring yourself out. Um, set responsibility. That's all. That's all I can really say. Worry up. Uh, don't put, don't quit being a victim. Right, and you know that that's that's awesome. And it's funny that you say uh, warrior up because that that's that's what my fiance says all the time. She's Native American, and they they're a huge believer in that warrior up. So like when you say that, it's yeah. just like okay, so he he knows what. All right, warrior up. He knows what it is. I mean, the the trans definition may be different for you and her, but still, the fact that statement alone still holds a lot of weight and it carries a lot of value. You know. Um, oh yeah. Like it, it's that when you join, like how you said, we we knew. You know, like it may it's it's different now. I'm sure, but like when we signed up, we knew what we were doing. You know that when you sign up, there is a potential you will go and fight and not come back. That's there. That's a given, you know. Yeah. And yeah. And I think that I think yeah. now, like, I don't think that's being uh, translated clearly to this new generation of soldiers because I would tell that to mine. I know you told it to yours. You know, hey, this is a you have to be ready yeah. to not come back. You know, that's just the way it is. And yeah, but that comes with prices. It comes with prices. Yeah. You know, like you say, nothing in life is free. So you le- we learn how to fight, how to be, how to, how to how to kill, and how to eliminate threats. But the price for that is what we deal with mentally, emotionally, spiritually, even physically. Yeah. You know. And now it's and since yeah. there, it's on us to recover ourselves. And it's important to have a good support it network is. to do that because if yeah. you're by yourself, it's that much harder to do. I mean, it's, it's possible, but it's harder, yeah. and you have to reach out for help. You know, oh, trust me, it's harder. That's what I was. That's what I was putting myself through from 2007 to 2015 because I was alone in that um, t- that zone. You know, I was alone in that zone. You know, even if I talk to my wife, that's that's something she would never understand. Like it'd be hard for her to say something that could bring me back out of it. You know, and uh, 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 another thing I want to say to the to the audience is um. What I mean about being a victim, don't take it wrong because, you know, what I mean is don't expect people to bring you out. Uh, you know, if you go to a, a, a therapist, don't just allow the therapist to bring you out of your, 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 your zone or your demons. You have to do it. it it's, never all, it's never over. You know, if, if you don't say nothing, they don't know. You can't just walk around, uh, tell your story, and think that that's that people is going to help you you still have to you know because people still got lives you know and and one of the main things you have to do is if you're in the middle of a group of people and all of y'all telling the same story 
and all of y'all believe to be victims, you need to get out of that that group and get into a group of people who surviving. The the people who like are doing something for themselves. The people who like, oh, this is what you need to do. Hey man, let's go to this place. If you get in the VA, this will do that. You gotta get out of that group that keeps you in a negative place. You gotta get to you gotta hang with people. Uh, create a group or become part of a group of the people you want to be of the, the life you want to be involved in. You know what I mean? If I want to be a millionaire and my goal is I have to be a millionaire, I, I can't be with the, the people who are making a couple of thousand who wants to be a millionaire. I got to be with the people who are at least making or can show half of a million on their way up. You, you know what I mean? And, and that's what happens with PTSD and, and the stuff we go through. Yeah, no, it totally. And and just to go on with the victim thing, it's like, and don't, don't be the person that uses your traumas to get attention because there's a difference. Exactly. Know, when you're sharing your story, yeah. but when you share your story to get attention. Now, like people, when yes. it, it, it'll bring a different light to you. It'll be like, oh, he's just going to say his story again, you know, like, and oh, that's this guy. You yeah. Know, he's just going to, you know, there's a difference. You share your story as a form of healing, yeah. but don't seek the attention because of your story. Use your story to help yourself and help yeah. others. You know, and, and exactly, yeah. exactly. I agree. Yeah, because that's like happen. what you're doing, man. Uh, when I saw this, I was like, uh, I was like, that's awesome, man. I, I think I personally think all veterans can give back to the East to the next veteran. You know, that's why I give what I'm good at, fitness. And I give that back and hopefully help other veterans. You know, you got some veterans that, like what you're doing with the podcast, and you're giving back. So even the the uh, someone who just got out, you know, because they got tired of the military, never saw war, they can still give back. All of us need to give back to each other. We need to create our community. I mean, that's right. the only way we're going to survive. You know, we got to create our own community. Right, and it's and I know that some of those people who did their time and got out and didn't deploy, they they they, they their role was just as important. And sometimes, exactly. uh, uh, even uh, guys I know and girls in different branches, when I tell them just because you didn't deploy doesn't mean your role wasn't important, they look at me like, "What do you mean I didn't do anything?" I go, "No, but you did." I go, "You being in the rear in garrison allowed me to do my job forward deployed. So if you weren't there, then I had to worry exactly. about what's going on back here." So your job is just as important. And even yeah. if we deployed the people who didn't leave the wire, people call them all oh, their fobbits and things like that. But their job is just as important because if they weren't there, you wouldn't have the intel. You wouldn't have the knowledge. Yeah, exactly. You, you wouldn't have it. You wouldn't have the defect. You wouldn't have like the, the, the mail system that mm -hmm. comes in. You wouldn't have that stuff. So everybody's job is important. So like even if someone doesn't deploy or didn't yeah. see combat, good. Because then that means now you can help me help other people, you know, and it's just exactly. we all just exactly. and that's just what it's about. So yep, exactly, I agree. But um, as we as we start to wrap this up here, because I know Facebook likes to to cut lives and things like that, so um, I just want to say thanks for you coming on here. Uh, I I always I kind of like try to I like meditate and use my intuition on who I need to come on. Um, not, I don't say anyone's better than the other, but it's just, I go off of the value that's needed at the moment, you know, cause everyone, every vet's got a story yep. and it's just, what do I need at this time? And what story do I need to share? And I think, and that's why I asked you because during this critical time, I needed a fitness expert. I needed someone who was fitness because fitness, helps. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, if you look at the trends yeah. on who I have, oh, yeah. They're, they're targeted for specific things that are going on right now because I'm trying to target specific areas that's going on with life. Yeah. And especially with what's going on right now, I was like, no, I need a fitness person. Let me let me get this guy in here and see if he wants to do it. So that way now I got the fitness stuff yeah. out there. So I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your story and stuff because I know that um, you're so comfortable with it now and that's great. I'm glad you are. I'm glad you mm -hmm. got out of that whole mode and, you know, you're surviving just like me. I had my moments too. Um, like how someone had said before, oh, PTSD can be healed. No, it can't. I go, no. it can just be managed. Yeah. It can be managed. Exactly. It can be managed and you exactly. can control it. 
But to, for it to yeah. go away, it, it won't because all it takes is something mm -hmm. like that. And now you're back in that mode just as quick. You could have did seven yeah. years of, of work. And then all it takes is a split second noise or something. And now all that seven years is done. <laughs> and you got yeah. to put the work to get back to where you were. So it's like, that's why I say it's just, it's an ongoing process and you can, you can take control of it and you can uh, live a good, fruitful life, even if you have it or not, you know? So that's just yeah, my little piece exactly. to put out there. So uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, Derek, I look forward to seeing your, your business grow. Um, uh, same thing with Lewis. He was trying to do something similar. I know I, when I spoke to him on the phone the other day, he was on, he's on that entrepreneurship mind also. Uh, so that's kind of cool. I'm excited to see what both of you guys have uh, coming in the future. I see good futures for you guys uh, with your stuff. And I uh, appreciate you, it, man. Appreciate give it. Give it a, give my thanks and uh, blessings to your family. Also your wife and your daughters, they don't know me, but uh, I know you. So you can just tell them I said, Hey, and then uh, <laughs> glad that they're there for you. Um, because that's important. It's important mm -hmm. to have a, a close family uh, there. Oh yeah. So, so just tell them, thank you for me. Uh, maybe they watch this. Thank you. Pickney family, you know? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we're going to wrap <laughs> gonna wrap this up here uh thank you everyone for watching and listening to Derek's story uh stay tuned for the following week because you know me i like to bring in people who have a message and a story and every now and then i get that i get that big name every now and then uh just like jake the last time and i got some other names in the works i talked to Derek about him so you can't say nothing about him yet because i'm still waiting for some things to come up and you know just i'm working on those on those people just to bring awareness to the veteran community you know and the bigger the big the bigger the people are and the more I do this, the more uh awareness we'll bring and we bring value to us and that way we help each other together as a community. So that way we can exactly. fight the struggles and the demons and then just be successful and, and live a great life. So exactly. if you don't have nothing else, Derek, we're gonna go ahead and cut it off here and I thank everybody for watching. Oh yeah, brother. Thank you for what you do, man. Keep doing it, man. And if I can help, I let me know. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right, you guys. See you guys next week.